from depression to diabetes to obesity and addictions. Our medical problems are climbing and are now at epidemic rates. This is why I started this podcast, Your Health Transformed, to educate you, to teach you, so we can all learn how to combat these increasing medical problems and live well again and become transformed. I am your host, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, bariatric surgeon, and have seen these medical problems and treated them firsthand. I am now on a journey to help transform health, not just band-aid it. So thank you for listening and going on this journey with me and all of my guests on Your Health Transformed. I am your host, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, and I am super excited for my guest today and new friend, Kyra Bobinette, Dr. Kyra Bobinette. She is the CEO and founder of Fresh Try, a mobile app that is designed to help free people from weight loss naturally by forming healthy habits and iteration. And I am excited to talk to her today, not only about this app, but about the concept of the iterative mindset. So welcome, Kyra, and thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton. It's really wonderful to see you. It's same here. So before we get into why your app is going to be the number one app for weight loss, I wanted to get into kind of where you started. Where did this mindset start? So let me tell the audience really quick how I found you. So I was on LinkedIn and I got like a suggestion that I needed to check out Fresh Try. I didn't even know you were the founder yet. And I read the first sentences under Fresh Try and I saw mindset and I saw weight loss in the first sentence. And I've never seen an app like that before. So I was automatically drawn to this app and to finding out who was the maker of this app. So I'm super excited. So how did you get into the mindset arena? Yeah. So it wasn't in purpose at all. Like, you know, like you, I just have like a standard medicine background where, you know, we think of like diagnostics and treatment and all that kind of stuff. And so I never really thought of much about the sort of psychological component of health and health outcomes and how healthy we are or not. But we did a project a couple of years ago when I had a design firm and we were hired by Walmart to go into the field and go to the Walmart stores and talk to their associates, especially in areas where there's less healthy uh, environments, you know, food deserts yep. and places that are not walkable and, and that kind of stuff. And really find, you know, these gems in the field of maybe Walmart associates who are being healthy against all the odds. And we found a, several dozen, like uh, maybe a couple hundred nationally that were basically doing all of the good things for their body. They got off their medications. They, you know, reversed their disease. They lost wow. a bunch of weight. They kept it off long-term. And they were kind of these freaks of nature, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so we're like, what, what's different about these people? Because they didn't know each other. It wasn't like they were on a Facebook group together or something like that. And, um, and so what we started to do was study them. And we started to study what they used. You know, we started to study, like, were they using the same gadgets? Were they, using, were they all part of, like, the same national, like, Weight Watchers program or something like yeah. that? 
and they didn't have anything in common. Like they were different ages, different ethnicities, different genders, different towns, different circumstances, urban, rural. And and then it just like the mindset was the only thing. Like it, it really was the only common denominator, the only common factor among all of them that they basically thought differently than everybody else. Wow. And, and that's amazing. And I'm, I didn't even know that story. And I'm glad you mentioned that and that you brought up the fact in traditional medicine, we are not trained in this way. We are not even trained to seek out these. Like no. as an employee of a hospital, you would have never had this opportunity to go and even to look into this. So you, the opportunity just kind of came to you. If we were in traditional medicine or traditional clinic, this is not the way we would have practiced. And here you are finding these gems, so to speak, um, among different people that are healthy and happy and have a good weight. And we're like, wait a minute, it wasn't the meds that the doctor has put them on. It's not the nutrition regimen. It's not them tracking. Like right. it's this mindset concept. So I love that story. So thank you. So after you found this, is when did you decide to kind of create this app? Like where the, the genius behind creating an app that that needed this? So, you know, for me, I'm a public health physician, you know, so I always think of like populations. I think of like, how do you expand something good at a national level or even Perfect. an international level? And so once I found this, you know, kind of common denominator, this common factor, this magical secret sauce that they were all using, I thought, is it possible to teach people who don't think like this to think like this. And if you do that, will they get the same results? So that yes. was the next, like the next logical step from a scientific perspective that I thought about. And, and by the way, in terms of the doctor training conversation, I don't know about you, but like, I feel like if I look back at training, um, you know, as a Western doc, the only behavior change advice I saw or role modeling that I saw was telling a patient like, well, if you don't stop smoking, you're going to die. And then, <laughs> If that doesn't work, we got nothing else. Like if I don't scare you in that moment, you're going to not be scared twice. Like that's my only shot, you know, and and of course that's not effective. So um, it just popped into my head when you were saying that. I was was like, yeah, that's all we got. That's all. And it's unfair because doctors are put in this role, you know, with 10 minutes or 15 minutes per visit, we're put in this role of uh, having to change somebody else's behavior. Well, their whole life is working on their behalf, you know, th- th- their yeah. whole lifestyle is like driving their behavior. And so that's another element of it. Yeah. So now I forgot your question. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. I'm glad you actually brought that up because you are so right. <clears throat> I mean, that's what, you know, stop smoking, lose weight, or you're going to have medical problems. It was always like, if you don't do this, then something bad's going to happen. That was kind of the the, the tactic, not what can we do together or what can be, what else can be done? You know, yeah. it's like, take these for your diabetes, take this for your hypertension or right. this lose weight, or this is going to happen. And then yeah. that was kind of it, what we had to offer in Western yeah. medicine. And honestly, that's kind of where my burnout came in my own practice. And again, when I was looking for apps to help with my patients, the only things at the time that I found was the tracking apps, which me and you right. talked about, where yep. you track your food or um, even, you know, Weight Watchers where you had recipes and different exercises. I think all of that is great. But what mm-hmm. you found, and you actually did a research study, what I found just in my own clinical practice is that the people who do the, the, the best have a certain mindset. 
And yeah. that's really what that's right. propels them. It's not my powerful surgery that I thought was so powerful that helps them. It's not mm-hmm. these powerful meds, but it's even stronger than both of those is this mindset. And for you to be able to kind of think beyond that and is like, I found this in these people. How can we replicate this on a bigger scale and truly start transforming people? I thought was amazing. So what we were talking about is you were like coming from a public health background, which I think helped helped you in this situation kind of think outside the box. How that's can right. we kind of scale this? And so that's essentially where this app came from. Is that that's correct? Right. That's right. Yeah. And so the first thing we did was um, in you know creating software, uh, what you do is you do like small cycles, like little, little beta tests with small numbers of users. And they're called ugly babies for a reason because they're really quite <laughs> embarrassing. You, you get a lot of things wrong. But there yeah. was a moment I remember a couple of years ago when I felt like, oh my gosh, like it's actually working. So we did this 60-day study with about 100 people and we put them through our, our process, this iterative mindset process. And we found that they were losing weight at about a pound a week, which was a normal, you know, like you would get that with any program, but they didn't have to track. They didn't have to track their calories and their food and their, you know steps and their weight and we didn't have them weigh in and things like that you know like there's there's freedom in that you yeah. know and and they were just doing it with mindset and we also saw that their mindset score moved uh in a statistically significant way we saw that their habit formation score which is a validated instrument from the research uh from the greater research also moved at the same level and so uh to me i was like phew like there's something there there it's kind of like yeah. a a scientist in a lab who works for years and years and years doing these experiments and they're trying to hunt down this one molecule or this one phenomenon right. and then they find it and you're like oh wow like there's it's real you know and so yeah. that was the first time aside from the initial Walmart associates where i realized it can be taught it can yeah. other people who don't think like that can can think like that and it gets results and so i really just want people to like, you know, look, look, we, we have a diet industry that is so predatory. Yes. It, it, it is, it is all about, and I just saw another one of these like pitches, like, you know, you just wait, you know, just wait, you, I'll, I'll, I'll promise this and you don't have to do any of this and you can be the, and all these promises mm-hmm. and it's so harmful. It is so yeah. harmful because you're not teaching people how to fish. You're giving Correct. them fish. And you're making them do all these like weird yoga moves, like, you know, like, and I mean, literally like gymnastics in order to do your program, you know, you got to do meal plans, you got to do the tracking, you got to do, it's, it's a full-time job just to do the program sometimes. Correct. You know, how can you live like that? And then when you take the special food and the meal kits and the everything away, what do you have? Do you have a person who can live like that? If you don't, then that's a gimmick in in my, in my eyes. So I think you and I are really aligned on you know, this is wrong. You know, like people should be returned to their faculties. They should be returned to something natural, something that is long lasting, something that is, is livable. Like you can live with this. It literally changes your lifestyle because you've changed your lifestyle and you have picked and figured out what works for you and what you will and won't do and what you do and do not enjoy. And at the end of that process, which is a natural process, you are a different person and that's your that's your takeaway. That's you you keep that and no one can ever take that away from you. You know what I mean? And so I yeah. think you and I have the same kind of intention around that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I agree. And I, I want to bring to the fact 
I'm kind of going to go backwards because you mentioned this, the iterative mindset and you yeah. created and coined this genius term. And I want you to give some like description to that briefly, yeah. because we talked about how you found this, you found this group of people. I found this group of people. I didn't really know. I didn't coin it. I was like, man, something about them is different. Their mindset yeah. is different. And so- That's right. Tell me what is the iterative mindset and then tell me how it compares to some of these other mindsets like performance or growth or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So iterative mindset has a couple components um, that we found in everyone that practiced it. Uh, One is that when somebody's trying to change something or they're trying to do something, they think of that as a practice instead of a goal. So for example, Mm -hmm. if you have a kid and they want to learn piano or they want to learn a sport. You know, they go to practice, they practice their sport, they practice their instrument, you know, they practice a skill. And that's an understandable way to go about it. Uh, the, The weird way in the diet industry is to set a goal. Well, if you had a kid who said, I'm going to be this kind of uh, athlete by this date, then that's a world of disappointment for that kid because you've you've robbed them of the process and of the hard work and of the effort and the, the sort of iterative process, if you will, of getting better at something. Okay. And so then that, so that's more natural to think of it as a process or a a, a practice and a process. The second component of that mindset seems to be that whenever these people would run up against a challenge or an impasse. So it could be, what we saw is it could be that I've been eating chicken and broccoli for weeks now, and I don't, I don't know how to cook and I don't know anything else. Like I've got to do something else, or it could be I'm bored with what yep. I'm doing. It could be uh, what I'm doing doesn't really fit my life uh, or, or I got sick or my kids need me in this other way now. Or it could be Bald. that I'm – what's that? They stalled. They're not losing they, – you know, they, they haven't could, lost yeah, any they weight. Plateauing. Just, yeah, they could be yeah. plateauing. Um, or it could just be like it's too inconvenient or it's too expensive yeah. or it's too unsustainable or I'm bored with it. Whatever the, the sort of, it's, I call it breakup, like you're starting to break up with the behavior, you know, whenever that starts to happen, um, these people were different in that they would iterate, meaning that they would, they would find something else. They, they would tweak it a little bit. They would tinker with it. They would play almost like a playfulness, almost like an experimentation yeah. that they would do at that point to create a new version of it. And yeah. that's what left them different. That's what left them unstoppable. And it also protected them from thinking that they failed. Yeah. So there, there's a famous story about like, you know, kind of an adage, this little kid is uh, trying to learn baseball and he has, he's out, but he's playing by himself and he's out in the baseball field and he yeah. throws up the baseball and he, you know, swings it and he misses and he, and he's like all disappointed. Then he does it again and he swings and he misses. And he said, and, he, and every time he's doing this, he's like, batter in the world. And he's yeah. like, and, but it's not working out for him. And so the third time he goes and he, and he swings and he misses and he thinks about it and he says, I know I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. You know? <laughs> so, so he reframes it. And, and this is what these people do too, is that they, they reframe the failure into something else. Oh, that just doesn't work for me. I'm not yeah. a cooked vegetables person. I'm a raw vegetables person. Yeah. Like there's a way in which they don't blame themselves for things not working out and that gives them resiliency and it makes them unstoppable, which seems to be the key to the whole thing anyway. Yeah. No, I yeah. think that's amazing. Like, 
So by having this mindset, you don't have the shame and the guilt. And yes, I know like I had a a very similar like baseball story. And this is where I think you, I thought you were going. So I've got to let you tell you this one. There was a little boy, (laughs) he hurt his legs and he also wanted to play baseball. And, and the mom was like, you can't play baseball. You can't run. Right. That's, I would say the majority of people like you, I can't do this because I feel like I have this disability, even though that's not true. Right. So he has a disability, hurt his legs, had surgery, can't run. And the little boy says, okay, well, I guess I'm going to just have to hit it out of the park so I can walk the bases. That, yeah. I think, is yeah. an example of what yeah. you're talking about, right? Yeah. Iterative. It's that, it's just... that getting, yeah, it's that getting aroundness, you know? Yeah. Like, and and uh, there was an old TV show called MacGyver. It was like this character yep. that would like, I know MacGyver. Get, out of a, get out of a pinch with like bubble gum and a paperclip. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and I, I think of these people as like MacGyvers, like they're just clever. They're just yeah. inventive, you know, and, and they're constantly iterating. And iteration, unfortunately, it's not a well-known word yet, but it is growing in understanding. Kind of like motivation years ago wasn't known, you know, in yeah. our vernacular, in our, in our common language. But iteration is the perfect word because it means, you know, iPhone 4, iPhone 5, iPhone 6. It means Correct. that you're constantly updating, upgrading, figuring out, adding new things, you know, it's a beautiful, natural process to evolution of your mind and of your, your lifestyle. And that's how it's the only way that people get there. And the other thing about that is that your brain uh, morphs into what you want it to be. It changes with your changes. And so that's not like any other program. Like if I do a program and I, I have somebody doing like, you know, making me eat special food or doing a meal plan or whatever, my brain is never going to go, oh, I see, Kyra, you want to live like that. Yes. But if I iterate, if I own it the whole time, then I'm sending signals to my brain, hey, make this my new default. Hey, I want to live like this. Hey, when I do pizza, what I do is I cut it up into little pieces and I save half of it. Like that's how I do pizza. And your brain's listening to that and it's watching you. So because I own it and because it's intrinsic motivated, intrinsically motivated, then it, I, at the end of the day, my, my, my take home prize is that I have a brain that thinks like that and acts like that. And it becomes easier to live like that instead of just relapsing immediately after you take away the special program, you know? Co- correct. And that's why and how your app um, prevents a lot of relapse and can make more yeah. permanent changes by this iterative mindset. So I love that. How is this mindset in comparison to performance and growth? Like explain the difference. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that follows the exact sort of uh, system of discovery that I followed. So, so, you know, I first thought, okay, these people are thinking differently. Let's call that iterative mindset. Then I'm like, well, I have heard of growth mindset because Carol Dweck's just down the road from me. At Stanford, you know, she's very famous, very well known, does has amazing background in this. And she, in her early days, from the very beginning, divided up the world of goal orientation behaviors in the human mind into performance mindset and learning mm-hmm. mindset. And then learning mindset, she evolved further into something called growth mindset, which is more of an attitudinal or belief-based mindset of Hey, I'm not, I, I can change. It's yeah. that's the easiest way to understand growth mindset is like the belief that it's not over for me. You know, um, if I get an F on my test, I can learn how to not yeah. get an F on my test. I can get a B or a C or whatever. And, and those people kind of, 
you know, have more hope. And so the, the it opens the door for uh, changing your life, right? Yeah. The, the limitations on growth mindset, as I understand it, is that it's not instructional, meaning it's not like beyond the point where I believe that I am not a failure or I'm, I, I have potential to grow, right? Yeah. Um, and I can learn. I'm a learning being. It doesn't tell me what to do with that belief. Whereas iterative mindset is like iterate, you know, practice, okay. iterate, you know, you're, you're safe from failure because of that. Like you're just directing your, your mind onto, well, you know, I'll just iterate. And I always say, you know, iterators never fail. People who iterate never fail because they never hit ground. They never hit bottom, right? Yeah. They're always yeah. coming up with something else. Um, so performance mindset is the opposite of these two mindsets, growth and iterative are kind of in the same learning ca uh, category. Performance mindset is different. It's, it's what we're going to notice more in school, in business, um, in sports performance. There's a lot of like performance mindset in those areas. And what it sounds like is it's defined as I do this in order to get praise. I do this in order to get recognition. I do this in order to beat others. So it's competitive. It's, yeah. it's, um, okay. it's challenging myself. It's very external. I'm looking for external rewards, whether it be a reward, uh, an award, winning, um, getting more money, like those kinds of things are very performative or in social yeah. media, what we see is like more likes, more followers, right. those kinds of things. So those are all performative things. And the, the research shows that performance mindset is good in a couple of cases. So for people with high levels of confidence in the area that they're trying something, they should use performance mindset. So a professional basketball player who's trying to take, you know, a couple of seconds off their dribble drill or, or, or their, okay. their sprint should use performance mindset because okay. they're already sitting on a lot of confidence, you know? So if you're yeah. really confident in an area, performance and, and pushing yourself and, you know, making a challenge out of it is really good for you. It really helps you to optimize and, and get there. Um, the other use case for it is things that are not reversible. If I use performance mindset to get, to get myself to be motivated to get my college degree, and maybe I'm the first in my, in my family to get a college degree, and then I get that college degree, nobody's going to be able to take that away from me. Yeah. But in the case of weight loss, what happens is that if I use performance mindset, like I'm going to lose 60 pounds by summer, you know, that kind of thing, then what happens is that that's reversible. And yeah. I'm not confident because I, you know, have been overweight my whole life or I've done it before. I've maybe I've regained before. And so it's the, it's the wrong, it's the wrong mindset for weight loss, for changing one's health especially yeah. in the beginning when you're dealing with a person who's never done it before, who's a beginner, who is who needs to build up their confidence and their skills and be more sturdy. And and myself, you know, coming from Oklahoma, uh I came out of Oklahoma going to college uh, eating fast food three times a day. Yeah. And I had a huge problem with my weight and I just would exercise to to kind of stay somewhat in balance um size-wise and health-wise, but, you know, it was bad. And I had no confidence in myself. I did not trust myself to eat the right thing, to do the right thing. I was addicted to food. I was addicted to sugar. I still have those tendencies. Yeah. And so performance mindset to me, like promising myself that I could lose a certain amount of weight by a certain date, always backfired and always kind of, I call it, woke up the monster inside. Like there, were, there was yeah. an inner rebel that I was like, if I started to feel super um, limited or restricted, 
I would have a part of me that would subconsciously rebel against that and just totally yeah. sabotage everything that I yep. had just done. I'm sure yep. you see this with your patients. Yeah, that's an example of what I call self-defeating behavior. I mean, that's yes. exactly what happens in that yes. type of perform like mindsets. Yeah, so that's but exactly- it, it's, it's triggered by performance mindset. And by yeah. the way, you mentioned trackers. Trackers are dangerously close or 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 um, cause you know a sense of failure if you don't make your ten thousand steps or yep. you see yourself going down in uh, your performance. Right, so. It's something that is very dangerous for people who have this this tendency. Yeah, no, I agree. And thank you for giving an example because I think that's important. Iterative mindset is like up and coming, but I think it's still relatively new. And I really, truly think that that application is can be used not just for weight loss, but so many other, it could be substance abuse, mental health. There are so many other applications for it. Um, and I think it's really going to make a difference in healthcare and health transformation in general. So I'm really glad that you created this, that you saw this and you were able to see the vision um, and the vision for tr- Fresh Try. I mean, I'm super excited about it. I think everybody should try it no matter what journey they're going on. I, I love the fact that in your app, you have setting your intentions, gratitude, you have different classes where people can get educated. It's not only doing the habit formation, the iterative mindset, but you're adding all this other knowledge for people to be able to have and to have almost accountability. You have like a group, which you call a tribe in the app. And so I think it's great. I really do think it's going to be the weight loss app. Um, once more people know about it and know what it can do, because like you said, it's not about tracking per se. It's about habit formation through this iterative mindset concept. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. And I just want to also say that, you know, while we're the first ones to market that have this as our behavioral operating system, my thinking is that the world is going in this direction. Because if you look at the number of people who want to diet, that has plummeted from like 80% down to 20%. And there's a reason why, because people sense that something's very wrong with the way that the diet industry is going. And so like you, like you're one of the most awakened physicians that, but I have physicians that are awakened that, that to this point that they, they reach out to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, like you're of course the most dramatic one because you tried everything, you know, you, like you said, your surgery uh, you thought that would fix things and then it didn't fix things. And so it led you to this. We, we both independently came to the same conclusion, to the same truth, which is that, hey, it's inside. You know, it's the mm-hmm. mind driving all of this. So why not go to the core of what's happening? Yep, yeah. exactly. And I love that your app helps train this mindset. And that's how people can permanently accomplish their goals in weight loss. So it's the only thank thing, you so it's much, Kyra, like for yeah. being on the show. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. It's totally my pleasure. Thanks, Franchelle. I hope this message continued to empower you and inspire you to continue on your health transformation journey. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe or download if you like what you're hearing. The goal is to continue to inform you and educate you as you transform on your healthcare journey and show you different paths to take in order to get you to your goal. Until next time, thank you.